0: Monday, the 6th of February 2012. Residents of Paran in Melbourne torture their dogs. Australia gets a new masthead for quality journalism, and everyone goes all wet and judgmental. Something, something football on the internet, and we finish all the things that we meant to do on New Year's Eve but didn't. This is a 9pm edict. I would like to unreservedly apologise for the harsh words I said in the last episode about Mr Charlton Brooker, usually known as Charlie Brooker. I admire his work. I believe him to be one of the foremost thinkers about the nature of television and its effects on society, and he's also a brilliant dramatist. I regret any confusion that my comments may have caused. People of Pran, listen to Fuck up. Two weeks ago, I was visiting your depressingly tight sphincted little suburb south of the Melbourne CBD. Look, it's not my fault. I had work to do in Melbourne and the only hotel in the loyalty scheme I use that had three consecutive nights of vacancies happened to be in nearby South Yarra. It's not my fault. I had to be in your suburb to eat and it was 34 degrees Celsius and humid as all get up. And that's not my fault either. At this juncture I'd like to thank the waiter at La Camera Italian restaurant who saw that I was having lunch at 3.30 pm on a hot, ugly Sunday, and as she guided me through the menu, she said, You can skip this section of the menu, they're the non-alcoholic drinks, you won't be needing any of those. Too true. After lunch, I decided to have a beer. And being Peran, the only place to have a beer sounded like this. I just ran off. always these beats of pubs like this isn't it? A fat ugly English DJ in his mid-40s, a bunch of squawky urban gay boys dressed oh so casually because it's Sunday but to dress that casually has actually cost them about $600 in clothing and $200 in hair product. I mean that's just for one outfit for a quiet drink on the weekend and that's more than I spend on clothing in an entire year. Now, that's true. Calendar year 2011, the total amount I spent on clothing was $288.95. In 2010, the year before, it was even less, $209.50. And let's uh, have a look at what I uh, lashed out on in my uh, wardrobe. Let's pull up the accounts here for 2010. Um, $7.30 on some socks from a $2 shop, $75 dollars on some assorted uh, cheap jeans and t-shirts from kmart an umbrella 795. Uh, looks like some more underwear or socks from somewhere for $9.90, uh, something for $5 which counts as clothing, don't know what that would be but there was something $4.50 uh, not long afterwards, probably little leather belts that never lasted. Um, $39.95 for a pair of black Dunlop volleys from the tennis shop, My mail order in Melbourne, uh, $15 for a t-shirt, $5 for a t-shirt somewhere else and that's pretty much You really don't need much else to survive in this society and uh, if you're trying to convince people that you do then you're just seriously full of bullshit. Now the annoying thing about these whiny faggots, well... One of the annoying things about them, there are just so many annoying things about them, is that they can't leave the house without their decorative little handbag dogs. Well, it's not like they've got a proper dog like a kelpie or a Border Collie or a German Shepherd or a Great Dane or a Doberman. No, there's some little yappy little thing and it's got a little liver... ...kind of collar thing around it... ...that's probably got fucking jewels on it... ...and they take this little dog with them everywhere... ...because it's just fabulous... ...and oh, isn't it so sweet... ...and on this 34 degree Sunday afternoon... ...in summer in Melbourne... They're inside, sipping imported bloody, sweet as lolly water, imported bloody Scandinavian imported apple imported bloody cider. A brand that three weeks beforehand, no one on the entire planet had ever heard of, including them. But now, it's totally essential to the harmony and well-being of their skin tone and eye colour or some such. And outside, their dog is sweating and gasping and melting. And they're not noticing... Because they're talking about, did you see that fabulous boy on the television the other night? Well, fucking get outside and give your fucking dog a drink, you useless cunt, cunt sucker, you useless bastard, skanky, dead shit assholes from Pran, alright? Give your dog a drink. And while you're at it, Get some decent taste in music, you cunts. Now, I don't wish to give the impression that I'm obsessed with Charlie Brooker, but this bit, this clip here, is pure, unadulterated perfection in analysis.
1: Hello. Welcome, welcome back. Now, the iPad was the device
0: that changed everything, starting with the way wankers draw attention to themselves. (laughs) Is going to change everything again. Here is their supremo Steve Jobs, thrilling the faithful by unveiling the radical iPad 2.
1: (laughs) Okay, it looks the same at first glance and every glance after that. Uh, But it does have some new features, it's
0: thinner, and it's got a camera on the front, so you can hold video calls. Who the fuck enjoys video calls? (laughs) like a prison visit, you both sit there awkwardly staring at each other through the glass, until one of you starts masturbating just to break
1: the (laughs) tension.
0: See what I mean? He gets to do that on the BBC or Channel 4 or whichever one it is. He even gets to talk about masturbation. One of you starts masturbating. On television. One of you starts masturbating. The talking about it, that is, not the actual masturbating. The
1: spice must
0: flow. It's unfair. It's completely unfair. Then again, I suppose... Uh, in Stilgarian Live, that video program I used to do, I used to cover some uh, fairly controversial topics. I was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. That's what I'm talking about, John Della Have a closer look. That's John Della Bosca there. Now, I want you to look at that face very very, very closely and think sex scandal and then look again and then really think about that. And I mean, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't mean in a half-assed way. I mean really, really think about that. Close your eyes. Let that feeling of desire wash over you. He was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving him. Some further corrections and clarifications regarding the original New Year's Eve episode. The word which I pronounced crematory was meant to be crematorium. By thongs, I meant flip-flops, the footwear, rather than lingerie. Also, I wish to stress once more that I travelled into the central part of Sydney so that I could bring you authentic reactions to the process of New Year's Eve in Sydney. Now, I should have avoided that. I tried to explain in words at the time why I should have avoided that. But Nick Hodge put it far better than I could have. He explained why no rational human being would be in Sydney on New Year's Eve. Bright lights, alcohol... Stupidity. Lots of my tax dollars. Party. Day off. Youth. More stupidity. Who gives a flying fuck? Mass hysteria and desire to congregate and celebrate stupidity. Also, drunk fucks sleeping on my front lawn. New Year celebrations are only outdone by the wank fucktardery of Christmas. Hallelujah, brother. Now, I've been getting through the last few weeks, amongst other things, by consuming all the old episodes of The Larry Sanders Show, which Plus 7 have thoughtfully put on the internet for us to watch over the course of the next year. If you're not familiar with it, uh, it was uh, a program, I think, in the early 1980s. It was uh, one of those mock behind-the-scenes looks at a nighttime talk show, the Larry Sanders Show, Gary Shandling created the show and played the character of Larry Sanders. And uh, in one particular episode, there was some sage advice. Uh, some of the characters had been going through an emotional time, and uh, one of them explained how you deal with that sort of trauma. Well, you know, Larry, there's a deep place inside us all, very deep place. The trick is. Gotta know how to get there. And that place is your desk, top right hand drawer. Yellow pills. Take a few of those. Shot of bourbon. You'll go immediately to this place. um how do you think this podcast is going so far yeah it's a bit uh, disjointed isn't it actually to be honest uh, and you can be honest it's crap. You know, what started out as a, a simple podcast idea, you know, whinge about three or four things that had annoyed me during the week and wrap up the last one by declaring an edict, and that was, you know, the 9pm edict, that simple idea has turned into this confused mess. And that's why I thought I'd um, pause here for a moment and listen to the quiet sounds here at Bungery Cottages. Well, I'm um, cheating, actually. The background sound you're hearing now was recorded back in uh, October 2011. First thing in the morning, if I remember right, but uh, it's quite relaxing, isn't it? I've actually been thinking about, you know, why I'm doing this podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, some people said they like it and want it to be more regular and uh, some other people have pointed to the video program I used to do uh, Stilgerian Live which was uh, you know, live video that had quite a bit of preparation in it too. I fell by the wayside but uh, a few people just lately have said hey you should do that again so I'm thinking about that. If you've got any thoughts uh, feel free to uh, share them and uh, soon I'll have some of those uh, Stilgerian live video programs up on the, up on the web in an easier-to-find form. Anyway, back to the uh, regularly scheduled program. I love Monica Attard. Now, I mention this because back in 1991, I think it was, she was the ABC's Moscow correspondent. And when there was an attempted coup to oust Mikhail Gorbachev as president while he was sick and recovering by the Black Sea or somewhere, but not in Moscow anyway, the army rolled tanks up to the Parliament building, which is confusedly called the White House, and started shelling it. And one of the most amazing scenes was Monica Attard reporting for the ABC while standing on the rear deck of one of those tanks on top of the engine compartment, how cool is that? Now, I wanted to uh, play you that clip, but I couldn't find it. So here's a bit from the 40th anniversary edition of PM Instead, which is nearly the same thing, except that it's different. Good evening from Paul Murphy, and welcome to this special edition of PM. Hello, New Flash.
1: According to the Article 1277 of the USSR Constitution, Vice President of the USSR, Gennady Yenayev, took office from Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev because Gorbachev is unable to perform his presidential duty for health reasons.
0: A spokesperson for the Russian President Boris Yeltsin says it's been confirmed that Mikhail Gorbachev is under arrest. Well, let's cross again to Monica Attard in Moscow. Yes, uh, Paul, the tanks are now in Gorky Street, uh, which is the main boulevard leading down to the Kremlin. Um, There appear to be about 25 to 30
1: tanks now tumbling down uh, Gorky Street.
0: Don't you just love the way Paul Murphy says Gorbachev's name? Let's hear that again. Mikhail Gorbachev. Uh that's pretty sexy, isn't it? Uh now the reason I uh wanted to mention Monica Attard is that she's cropped up uh as the new oh what's uh, is the title managing editor of the Global Mail, which is a new uh quality news website that's launched in Australia this week. And uh, it's interesting for a number of reasons. One is that they've got a a, a very, very experienced uh, set of staff uh, lined up for it. The other one is that it uh, has neither advertising nor subscription fees. It's funded purely by philanthropy, that is, gifts, Charity, uh, And uh, the one person who's donated money to keep it going is Graham Wood, who was the founder of WhatIf.com, the travel booking website, and made him a multimillionaire. And uh, he's giving money back to the world, $15 million over five years, so $3 million a year to get uh, the global mail Going, Um, I ended up doing some instant commentary on it for uh, Radio 2SER, just a a brief interview, which I've linked to back on my website. Um, What I find interesting, though, and this is some comments that uh, didn't end up on 2SER, even though they say that uh, everybody is their audience, it's a bunch of middle class, English speaking, middle aged white folk that are running the place. So I don't see many people out at Macquarie Fields or, uh, f- I don't know, Melbourne suburbs that are run down. It's, it's all a bit, you know, oh, everybody, provided everybody is you know, people like us. I'll write more about that uh, another day because I think it's a bit unfair to judge them on their first day. They've, uh, you know, only just got going and need to be settling into their systems. Uh, but the theglobalmail.org, uh, there does appear to be some interesting stuff turning up there. One thing I don't like about it, though, is the weird... ...scrolly sideways using its own buttons and not scroll bars thing... ...which means the trackpad on my MacBook Pro is useless for navigating it. Silly, 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 silly people. I have an important message for you. If a thing is of category X then it should not be compared with a thing that is in category Y. Apples are not oranges. And despite what all the social media expert gurus or smegs say, if Facebook was a country, it'd be the thing. Well, it's not a fucking country, is it? It's a website. It's an online social networking, social media, suck out your personal information and sell it and everyone brain fries service. That's what Facebook fucking well is. It is not a country. If Facebook was a country, it would have laws and ethics and government and ways of complaining and stuff would be done and garbage would be removed and some cunt would go in and shoot those bastards in the head. That's what would happen if Facebook were a country. Now, I wanted to play you a little clip of some smeg saying that. But, of course, all these videos they show have the music and and spinning words on screen, which is actually the worst way to try and understand information, but it's easy for lazy, incompetent morons to produce videos like that. So out they come every fucking year with another bloody number in them. But while I was uh, searching, I found this remarkable video by a chap called Simon, called The Truth About Facebook. The Truth About Facebook. That's good to hear because, you know, obviously we only hear lies every other time. But The Truth About Facebook is amazing stuff. Now, I've put a photo of Simon on the website. He's pretty special.
1: But let's listen to him now. Hi. I'm Simon, Hi, Simon. and I have something to share with you that you absolutely do not want to miss. So if you'll give me just two minutes of your time, uh, this is a six I'll show you video. how to make money today oh. by using this quick and simple three-step system. Oh, three-step. You don't need to have any experience. Oh, good. You don't need a website, oh. nor do you need to have an email list. Oh, good. The only thing you need is a completely free Facebook account, and you're good to go. I just need a free thing. Now, most people, when it comes to Facebook, Think it's just for kids. Do they? Some even think it's just a way to hook up with old friends from high school and share silly photos. Goodness. Some even think it's just a fad and others, well, they think it's not really where real money is made online. (laughs) And that it's not a real solid business opportunity. Uh, Well, I'm going to prove all of those people wrong. Prove it. You see, Facebook has many, many cash valves, as we like to call them. Cash All bells. it takes is knowing which buttons to push, and you can create money on demand from Facebook. Push buttons, money comes okay, out. Okay, there are several areas that you can tap into to create tons and tons of cash. Tons. It really is amazing how powerful it is, and we're going to show you 100% hardcore proof, proof. right now. Proof, cool. I'm on Google, yeah, and I'm just going to type in PayPal. Why not just go to PayPal? And if we go to the PayPal site... We're actually going to log into our account live on screen because you know, we believe that the proof is in the pudding. Pudding. So let's go ahead and log in live 100% in front of you. It definitely is live if it takes this long to log in. Or you're just lying. Okay. Now you can see the cash that we have in our account. Okay, we've got $144,998.27. 27 cents. Now this has been generated using nothing but the power of Facebook. What's that? Guys, it's extremely powerful. The and power the system is, is going to reveal everything to you.
0: What what Ruby, Now if what? that's
1: not enough proof for you, fear what not. Proof? I'm going to jump over there to Clickbank. No now you've probably seen ClickBank no already. Simon. If not, Simon. it's a platform where you can sell your Simon. products and you get paid. So it's a shop. Now we're gonna log in here. Yeah. Again, live in front of your eyes. Yeah. Waiting. Sorry, we have quite a few accounts now. This is just deciding which one to pick.
0: The one with the money that you're going to show us.
1: And let it just log in. Yeah, we're letting it. Want to see the money. And you can see as we go down that this account generates anywhere from $164 a day to $112, $117 there on Saturday. I earn more than this already, Simon. And you can see the cash amounts that are coming in every week. Yeah, You've got $164 there, this is $455 there on that week, this is not tons $1,267 there in that Getting week, better. $812 there. So that's just one account.
0: Well, if yeah. you jump
1: over to another account, the second account, we've got even more money that comes in on complete autopilot. Autopilot. This is the kind of money that you can be making online completely, pretty much hands-free once you know the formula. What's the formula? We've got $250 a day there. We've got one thousand six hundred and two dollars there, which came in on Monday. Friday, two thousand one hundred sixty-four dollars. Lists
0: of money. Seven hundred forty-one dollars. Lists of money. Fifteen hundred there, and so
1: on and so on. So on. Oh. If you check at the box here, the weekly snapshot, you can see that this week, ending on the eleventh of August, we've got sixty-seven hundred thirty-four dollars. We've got a two thousand dollar week there, a nine hundred and four dollar week there. And a $1,756.41 week So not only do you have lists of money, you've got other lists,
0: of money. Oh, go lists further, of money. But that's not all. If we go on further,
1: you can see the sum of paychecks for the third account I'm going to show you adds up to $130,755.20. Well, what are you showing us? Again, using nothing but the power of Facebook. The power of Facebook! I'm going to show you one more account, just because I don't want to take up too much of your time. You haven't? Scrolling through this one quickly, Simon. this one's a brand new account that we set up for a brand new campaign. Instantly, from day one, it brought in three hundred fourteen dollars. And then Sunday, thirteen hundred dollars, sixteen hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, thirteen hundred dollars, only seven hundred dollars there, four hundred and fifty oh, there, one thousand dollars, over five hundred dollars. does the money come from? Simon? And guys, this just goes on and on you and on. You on and on and Facebook on. Facebook is extremely powerful, it's powerful. And you can make so much money with it in so many ways. Name one. Going back to my illustration fucking here. fucking one, Simon. Facebook has lots of cash valves that you can plug yourself into a cartoon if you hit picture, the right you buttons. Fucking moron. We're going to be revealing exactly how you can do exactly the same and earn this kind of money for yourself. What, show us lists of dollars You can literally screen. pay off all your debts. Wow. No more commuting to and from work. No commute. You can literally work from home, oh. from your bedroom. Oh, fuck. work gets into I bed have a you. nice car. Oh, good for a you. A nice house. Oh, good for you. I can go on vacation anytime the I want. Fucking eye. There is no stress, and the good thing is, you can have these things too. How? You know, the offline way isn't the smart way in two thousand and ten and beyond to when, make money. I'm sorry, when? See, this technology can really make you rich. How? Now, here's some stats on the sort of traffic that we generate using Facebook. What, 40,000? It is a mother load of traffic, and lots of it. That's not. If we jump into one of our auto-respond accounts, you can see over 45,000 email leads and subscribers. That's
0: not much, Simon. Now,
1: time to wrap up. As you can see, this works. No, In fact, we're so confident about this quick and simple system which anyone can follow shit, Simon. that we will pay you $100 if you fail to get any results after using it. Any So what you need to do now is download the hyper Facebook traffic system. The fucking what? So what you need to do now is download the hyper Facebook traffic system yeah. and start making money today. How? It's completely risk-free. Sure. We... Simon?
0: Hello, Simon. So so you just download this software and put it on your computer. It's no risk whatsoever. Here you go, you little fucking malware distributing cunt. I think this calls for an edict. This is edict number 17. Let it be known throughout the world that X is not Y, apples are not oranges, and Facebook is not a country. Let it also be known that these cliched, big-number-filled social media statistics videos are a blight upon the earth, and that anyone associated with producing them, distributing them, or exhibiting them to clients or potential clients, paying or non-paying, male or female, adult or child, shall be liable for the most burdensome and outright painful penalties. If the video starts with this music... Death penalty with shoot on site powers given to every citizen over the age of 13 years. If the statistics appear as words on the screen that move rather than just being told to you, bullet to the head, three rounds. If at any time the words, if Facebook were a country, are uttered, the person who said those words shall immediately be seized by the nearest citizens, hanged, cut down alive, disemboweled and his or her bowels displayed to them, their body cut into four pieces and their head detached and displayed on a pike in a public place as a reminder to others not to do likewise. Thank you, John McIntyre. My invitation is hereby extended for further penalties to be suggested to punish those who transgress the rules of logic, of reason, and of taste. (music) That's all for the edict for now. I forgot to mention the football internet thing. Uh, Tuesday morning's Sydney Morning Herald. Have a look, it's under my name. I'm not gonna read it out to you, you fucking grown ups now. Do it for yourself, you lazy bastards. If you'd like to leave a comment, On this episode or any other, go to the website, type it in. If you'd like to leave an audio comment to include on the next edict, Skype to Stilgerian or phone Sydney, plus 612-8011-3733. The next edict will be whenever I bloody well get around to it, because this is the 9pm edict. I just realised that uh, at no point during the program did I actually introduce myself. Good evening, my name's Stilgarian. I hope you've enjoyed the edict.